What is up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Lunchbox Chats. We are your hosts. I'm Laura. And I'm Mesty. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Hi. What's going on, Laura? Oh, my God. So it is Sunday fun day. We're we're recording this episode kind of late this week, but I enjoyed watching my DJ just conquer the New York Giants game today. I know. He did an amazing, amazing job. I'm so glad this is working out. Oh, my God. Thank God. And you know what? I haven't I haven't watched football in a really long time. And for the last two weeks, I've been watching it and I just I forgot how much I love it. Yeah, it's a good time. And Sunday Fun Day, who doesn't like Sunday Fun Day? Oh my god, I love Sunday Fun Day. Especially when you're like drinking, eating Tostitos. I had some chicken cutlets today, big ziti. I mean, it's all good. Oh, yum. Oh, yeah. And then my sister baked brownies and this amazing like Nutella chocolate cake. Oh. So, girl, diet starts tomorrow. (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad you had a good Sunday Fun Day. Yes. So this week, me and Essie watched a Netflix movie together in separate households. Yes, we did. It was different, but um, we made it work. And I don't really know how I feel about it. So we watched Tall Girl and we had both heard different things about it. And I'm still a little like whatever about it. I'm still whatever about it. I'm most excited that we watched it together. So this is how it went down. So I was, she was watching it first and she's like, I'm watching tall girls. I'm like, okay, just pause it until I get to like 30 like seconds of the movie. And then we just were watching it together. That was the most exciting part for me, but the actual movie itself, I was kind of pissed. I told you from the beginning, she should her short friend because he loves her. (laughs) Yeah, he was. Okay. First of all, how many times are I telling you how annoying he was throughout the movie? But he was so cute. He loved her so much. And this is such a typical story. Like, I don't know about you, but how many times do we go after the person who is, you know, ignoring us and like likes the other girl and we totally ignore the actual one who's right in front of our face, who's actually really nice and who loves us the most. Like we do this all the time. Why? Yeah, but he was so extra. Like, I can't. I was not feeling it at all. Oh, my God. You don't like the little dude she ended up with? It's not that I, I obviously, like, I didn't see that coming. For I really did. I mean, you called it, but I didn't. But, like, he was just so extra, like, way too overbearing. Like, I can't do that. Like, give me my space, and if we're meant to be, we will click. If we can't click, like, what are we doing? I mean, kudos to him, though. He's, like, persistent. He knew what he wanted. He wanted her. He knew he loved her. And he just kept going after the goal. I mean, if they would have, like, progressed the movie into their adult life, he would have been the next fucking, like, Bill Gates. Because, I mean, he was just so persistent and consistent in his pursuits of her. And that probably will get him far in his career. Next movie. <laughs> yeah, if they make, like, a tall girl, too, I will. I mean, obviously, that would be something for us to watch. But, I again, I... I don't know. Everyone was saying like all these different things about it. So we watched it. I I mean, we're both whatever about it, but you guys watch it and speak for yourselves. Cause I, I don't know. I was like, I guess I was at, like wanting more. Yeah, definitely. And also it's like, I mean, I wish they would have played it the other way where she was tall. Like she was 
she was really pretty and it's like why don't we play up on her assets instead of making her be like poor me like I'm this tall girl I don't fit in I wish there was a movie of like you know her best friend she was like she was supporting her throughout the whole movie and is sort of just like own it like own who you are like I wish there could be a movie like from the beginning of like you just owning yourself and creating this amazing life for you like that's the message we should be teaching right yeah absolutely and I totally forgot about her best friend who I love you're right she was always boosting her up and making her feel like like all the self-love that she clearly was not was lacking and but yeah for sure I agree I agree and I don't know I hope they come out with the second one because again I hate it how it ended I just it just pissed me off to be honest yeah and uh, and now that I like remember back on it like her parents were actually some of the worst parents in any movie that I've ever watched <laughs> and it's like she's this poor girl like obviously she's like six foot tall but like they just made her feel like she was this alien child and it's like holy crap like you're terrible parents like you you have a child you should encourage her and like have her be her best self like you shouldn't be putting her down absolutely embrace her embrace her being tall and then how about the shit when they got that band or group or whatever the hell what who does that and it like bring invites them to their house to make her feel certain type of way like i'm like okay i'm not a parent yet but this shit is not okay yeah this movie showed me the parent i will never be exactly for sure for sure but speaking of um netflix i finally uh finished wentworth and oh my god phenomenal was it oh lord you have to watch it i'm telling you it is the best show on netflix i i I've called it like years ago and I'm standing by it to this day. Really? Yeah, for sure. You have to watch it. Okay, I got to watch it. What is the synopsis again? Um it's it's the British version of Orange is the New Black, but not uh-huh. but not like that. Like so much better, so much more real. More stuff that has to do with the jail and the the dirty cops behind it, all that stuff. It's just so good. Like it has the like it's the setting of Orange is the New Black, like a female prison and all that stuff, but the nitty gritty of really what goes down in prison. It's just phenomenal. Oh, I got to watch that. Yeah. Did I tell you I finished working moms? No. Oh my God. I laughed the entire, I can't like, it is so funny. I, again, like I, I was, I was trying to fill it out in the beginning, but I just watched the most recent season and it is hysterical. Wait, there's more than one season. Yeah. Yeah. They came out with an, uh, this was, I think it was season three or four and it was just hysterical. They are, it's so funny it's even like totally unrelatable because we're not parents or whatnot but so funny like they're just a great good uh, group of girlfriends and they all go through it and it's just hysterical you have to watch it I know I told you I started like watching the first episode and it didn't grab my attention but maybe it's like one of those shows where you need to get a couple episodes in yeah yeah because that's how it was in the beginning too but then I just kept watching and watching and watching and it's 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 a good one yeah, but I'm also like, you know, the golden girl of Netflix who watches like Friends on repeat, Gilmore Girls on repeat. Like, I'm that girl. Yeah. And I need to like get into the new shows. Although I did read an article this week and I don't know like how real or fake this is because it was on Facebook, but it shows that watching, binge watching Friends actually lowers anxiety levels. Really? Yeah, and I didn't, and I, like, forgot to, like, really look into it, but I'll I'll do that research for our next podcast, but I was like, you know what, I, I forgot to send it to you, because I tell you how much, like, I love Friends, and I actually watch it every night before I go to bed, 
And now there's a reason for it. It lowers my cortisol levels. <laughs> hey, if it if it's helping you out, I support it. It's working for me. Yeah, just just not a show I could keep watching over and over. I mean, obviously, who hasn't? But it's just like if it's on, I'll watch it. Like if there's nothing else on, but it's not something I'll be like, oh, I, I seek. You know what I mean? I go and seek it out. No, it's not for me. Yeah, it's like a nice like background noise like fall asleep because nothing's really happening in the episode you know yes yes good point yeah it's kind of like and that's why it probably lowers anxiety because it's so neutral and like you don't really have these like super high highs or super low lows but I don't know I I was always a friend's lover and I will always be a friend's lover well good for you but speaking of making my anxiety high can we please talk about Debbie what is going on with my girl Debbie? Oh my gosh! Well, leave Debbie alone. <laughs> well, first of all, what did you think of the picture I sent you of Debbie? I love Debbie. Debbie's a go-getter. Listen, she has her projects, and she's like, for P.S. For those of you who don't know, Debbie is Esty's next door neighbor. Her real name is not Debbie. I named her Debbie, <laughs> and I think Debbie's a great person. Okay, first of all, I it just, I can't with her. So I sent you that picture after the, like, hours of her working on this. So I kid you not. So she started this project as she starts every effing project. It, like, butt crack of dawn. And she was actually, like, I, for some reason, she was being a little bit more respectful this morning. And I didn't hear her. So I, was, I woke up. I was in the kitchen. I was making myself breakfast. And I'm like, oh, what's that noise? And I opened my blinds to find her literally on a freaking ladder on her roof and she's like doing the siding and I'm just like what are you doing like I was first of all with all due respect I was super concerned because the ladder did not look safe at all well thank god you're finally looking out for Debbie right but um I at this point I was just like okay so I'm like, if this, if this doesn't go well, am I a witness? Like, how does this work? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So of course I do what I do. And I sent you a picture and I sent a couple other people a picture and I'm just like, here we go. Like another project and ask me if she's finished the project. She didn't, did she? No, no, not at all. Not at all. And let me tell you, guess where the ladder is? (laughs) Where is it? On my property. I was about to say, is it on your property and all her cats are just making a home out of it somehow? I No, the, the ladder's there. I didn't say anything because, again, I just I just try to do my own thing. But what I have been doing on my house, so I, like, as you know, I've been working on some areas of my house. So I'm redoing a lot of stuff. Um, my sister is, like, helping me out a lot. Actually, she's doing a lot of the work, to be honest. And I'm just <laughs> going with it because that's just what she does. And she does an amazing job at it. Um, so some of the things I've been doing around the house, like I've redid the, my living room, my hallway, um, one of the bathrooms. I just finished my bedroom. So I'm, I'm like, love, like, like it's, everything's like all like new and just totally redoing stuff. And it just looks really, really good. And one of the things I did, so that was interior. And I was like, all right, I got to do some exterior stuff. Like, so I did some work on the garage. And as I told you, our, one of our a podcast, previous podcast, sorry, I should say, when I was venting about, about, about Debbie is my floodlights that I have due to me stepping on these poor cat's paws and tails. So what I decided to do to assist my process is that I now got um, LED floodlights. So it's like super bright and now I could see even better. And um, that was one of the things I did on, on, on the, the exterior of the house. And 
I don't think Debbie was feeling the LED lights because I noticed that the cats are not out as much. Oh, so are the lights, do they automatically go on? Yeah, when they, yeah, when it's like censored. Oh my God. Okay, so you call Debbie an annoying neighbor, but you don't think that Debbie gets annoyed by your floodlights? Which are just recent though, but it, but it, it's not like I did it like purposely. I just wanted to look out for myself and the cat's well-being. I mean, I guess when you put it that way, you're you're a good neighbor. Yeah, you know. So I, I again, I as you like you said, I'm I'm trying to I'm doing some stuff new. I just needed something new going on, um, in here and next year. I want that was one of the things. And like I said, the cats have not been out like a lot. So I don't know if like they don't like the LED lights. I don't know if she got the hint. I don't know. If she's might be one of our listeners. I'm not <laughs> sure. But hey, Debbie, what's going on? I mean, I think for the holidays this year, I'm coming up there. We're going to bake a pie and bring it over to Debbie's house because you need to become friends with her. Um, I think oh, the rest of my neighbors would be very, very upset with me. Well, you have to like be a leader, Esty. <sighs> anyway, um, <laughs> I can't. Moving forward. My other thing I wanted to talk to you about because I, you know, I'm just going to bring to light. So as the other day. I was uh, out going on my way to a work meeting and I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to Starbucks. Shout out to Starbucks. If you want to sponsor our podcast, we are hundred percent behind that. So please hit us up anyway. Hey. Um, so I'm on my way to Starbucks and I'm like, you know, I'm going to treat myself whatever before this meeting. Cause I just knew I had a feeling this meeting was going to be dreadful as it was. So I go to Starbucks and I'm like, what in God's name is going on in here? It was packed. And I, I, I texted you and I'm like, can we please talk about this on the podcast? Because I don't understand what everyone's doing at 10 a.m. in the morning that everyone needs to be at Starbucks. I mean, maybe they're just starting their day. I don't know that. Or maybe they're like in the middle of their work day and they're already like crashing and they're like, I need some freaking caffeine. It was insane. Like I've never and I've been to this one before. You know, not a lot, but when I know I need a Starbucks to get me through my work day, I, I, I'll get it. And especially during meetings. And I'm just like, and th- I've never, ever, ever seen it this packed. And I'm just like, what is going on? And then I'm thinking to myself, does no one have a job? Is this is why what's going on in the world? And like, if we do have jobs, is this what we're doing? We're, we're just, you know, working from home, really? We're, or we're lollygagging at Starbucks because we don't want to go back to work. <laughs> we're real. Uh, that's, that was definitely happening for sure. The line was like insane. And then I'm thinking to myself, I know I'm not up to date with like ordering online and just picking it up. I've never been that person. I don't think I'll ever be that person. I don't see the problem of walking out of your car, walking to the facility, grab, you know what I mean? Talking to someone about your order, <laughs> engaging, and then waiting for your order. But some people are not like that. And that's fine. But I, I'm, I'm, that's the type of person I am. The line was insane. People were still coming in and out getting their online orders. And I'm just like, it's 10 a.m. Like, why is no one at work? I mean, did Starbucks have like a special drink that they were promoting that day? I don't know, girl. If it was, why was I not a part of it? I know you you are like up to date on all the Starbucks Esty like when we were vacationing she's like you need to have this pink drink purple drink yellow drink like she knows all the fucking Starbucks drinks and I'm like girl you just order for me <laughs> but you loved it did you not oh my god it was amazing and then of course when we come back I go to Starbucks with my mom and my sister and I'm so excited because now I know like all these drinks and I'm like huh like I'm gonna order for you like don't even worry and I go up and I order 
a pink drink for my mom because I'm like, she's going to love this. She hates it. And I'm just, she hated it. And it just ruined the moment for me because I was just like, wow, like I was so excited to like know exactly what to order at Starbucks because I don't, I only get one drink at Starbucks. But like when you open me to like the world of Starbucks that day, I'm like, wow, this is like incredible. But I was a little disappointed in her reaction. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I did not know. Yeah, but it's okay. I, I still drink it because it was so good. Yeah, it is. It's one of my top uh, top fave drinks there. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to go off on my little tangent. Sorry about that. But anyway, back to the chats. Um, so let's talk about some celebrity stuff going on. Oh, my God. So this just in, J-Lo and A-Rod just had their engagement party two nights ago. Actually, on November, November, where are we? September 27th. And I guess, like, a friend of theirs threw it for them. And it looks super romantic, super intimate. If you go, I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, I don't think you'll be able to channel J-Lo's stories. But I channeled it for you, and I went through the whole thing. I even took a screenshot of the menu through her story, so we will be posting it. And it just looks so pretty-ass. Like, when I think of an engagement party, this is what I think of. It had so many, like, pretty candles. It had pink and white rose petals. J-Lo looked phenomenal because she's fucking J-Lo, and she was wearing this white outfit, although we haven't seen a full picture of, like, her head-to-toe outfit, but she was wearing, like, this one-piecer. But I wonder when they are going to get married. I know. It's probably going to be on the DL. You know it's going to be on the DL. I don't know. Like, is it going to – because J-Lo's very flashy and out there. I mean, I don't think, you know, they're going to be posting, like, their wedding date, but I don't know. She might do – of live on her wedding day because she does share herself with her fans oh really see i don't follow her like that does she really girl i get text messages from j-lo like i sign. i'm like that fan like i signed up for her like daily text messages i can't did you really just disclose that to everybody in the world right now I just closed it. So the day we found out, so it was this week. So JLo and Shakira are doing the halftime show. But the day before I got this like crazy secret message from JLo saying tomorrow she's going to like announce something so special and she can't wait for me to hear it. And I was one of the first people to find out that she was actually like doing halftime show with Shakira. How do you feel about that? I mean, I'm just JLo's VIP. What can I say? I, I guess. But Wait, I'm talking how about... do I feel about being JLo's VIP or the halftime show? No, the halftime show. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love JLo. I love Shakira. I think they're just fire on their own. But I think together, I think they're going to put on such an amazing show. Oh, for sure. And you know who I think would be even better if they added to that list? Who? Pitbull yes right like the three that's i mean he's freaking mr 305 like come on no he definitely has to make an appearance yeah. i think he will like you know how jay-z always somehow makes like a beyonce appearance i feel like pitbull needs to make a special appearance for a halftime show yeah i mean it's gonna be a sick show i'm actually look i mean not like that snooze class last um year but i'm looking forward to this halftime show i think it's a great combo I mean, it's in Miami. It's, I mean, where do you go wrong, really? Oh, 
speaking of Miami, I'm going to Miami on Thursday. I know. How excited are you? Oh, my God. I am so excited. Miami's one of my favorite cities. Like, I just love it. The vibe is so electric there. And I cannot wait to just fly down there. I did not know the halftime show was in Miami. JLo didn't disclose that to me. Well, see, here on the Lunchbox Chats, we give you premium content. And I will let you know all about it. So, yes, they are doing the halftime show. And it's in Miami this year. I think that's why they chose her, to be honest. Because, um, you know, she's like co-owner or one of the many owners of the Miami Dolphins. I did not know that. Girl, what kind of fan are you? I don't, I don't know about her business deals. I just know about like her outfits and like, you know, who she loves and how her engagement parties are. Outfits. Did you see her look amazing at um, Versace's fashion show? Oh my God. Listen, her body is like so ridiculous, but I have to say this, like, I'm just a little over, even though I love JLo, she looks fucking incredible, but I'm a little over this whole look. Like, of being half naked on a runway. I understand it was the anniversary (laughs) of the Versace dress, but it's like, come on now, people. We get it. You wore it. You looked amazing. You look amazing. But let's move on from it. Oh, well, then you shouldn't watch the movie Hustler then. Did you? I did. How? What? Cardi B's in it, right? She is in it. But what they don't tell you is that she's barely in it. Shut up. I love cardi b yeah no you yeah it's she's barely in it do you know who else is in there that i had no idea because clearly i'm the i i was getting my karma for talking about i live under the rock lizzo no yeah she's uh, uh, she's in there and there's a lot of her that i saw that i did not need to see but i that will just for the listeners i'm not going to spoil it but yes j-lo was um showing us a lot more than what we usually see and yeah see the thing is i go back and forth with her i i like her but i like her when she plays like that raw ghetto in your face type of actress i don't like the like mushy gushy type of j-lo like i think she does i think she excels better in the other role and this one that's that's the role she did but the ending of this movie was awful um, but yeah, she it, it she just she just let it hang out in this movie. Let's just put it that way. Oh, I love it, and I agree with you too. I love when she plays those like those authentic roles, the roles that like speak to who she is. Yeah. You know, she fits best in those roles. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyway, um, oh yeah, so let's also talk about Miss Thing over there, Kylie Jenner. She got hospitalized this week. Oh my god, I know. So. A little side note, a little astrology side note. So for all of you astro geeks out there, JLo, Kylie, and yours truly, we're all Leos, but we are also all Scorpio moons. So it was definitely a, a week for the Leo Scorpio moon. Oh, so, does that have anything to do with her going into the hospital? I mean, I don't know what's up with her. They said, what does she have, like, flu-like symptoms? I was actually feeling a little off this week, so maybe it did. Um, I'm just going to put my opinion out there. I know it doesn't matter, but I think she's pregnant. Really? I do. I don't know. I, I mean, with Kylie, I mean, honestly, I like halftime shows coming up, like Super Bowl's coming up, so she might have another pregnancy announcement. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like, who the hell gets the flu in September? 
I mean, I don't know. Something is going around, but you might be right because this might all be like a strategy and Chris Jenner's going to drop the bomb on Super Bowl Sunday and be like, Kylie has just had baby number two. Right. That or, oh, hold on. Not even that, but like, you know, obviously, uh, uh, hold on, another announcement this week. Uh, Malika, Chloe's best friend, announced that she's pregnant. Yes. So I think that's like the come up to the real news. Oh, so you think the real news is Kylie Jenner's pregnant? Right. I mean, we never know with these Kardashian Jenners. No. She might. But isn't Stormy, Stormy, is she even one yet? Yeah. Yeah, she's one. But I would love to know who Malika's baby daddy is. We don't know yet. Right. That's what, like, why is this everything on, like, such a hush-hush? I don't understand. I mean, that's just how they are. They're probably going to have, like, a whole season revolving around, like, who's the daddy? Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, and they're probably going to reveal it on, like, season 25, season finale. Like, find <laughs> out who Malika's baby daddy is. And, um, yeah, and tune in for next season, Kylie Jenner's second baby. I'm telling you, Chris Jenner plans this shit out. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. That's, again, I don't know. I, I'm totally making this up. I, it's my opinion. I don't know if it's true or not, but I don't know. I think something's brewing. Something is brewing. I wouldn't put it past them. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man, girl. Well, did you hear about, well, actually, you did hear because you're the one who sent it to me, but Aaron Carter's face tattoo I we have to post this too I I don't there's actually I'm speechless that's it I mean when I saw that picture I was just like this guy is just really not in his right minds like who goes and gets a tattoo on the side of their face um Mike Tyson well I guess I mean maybe it's a thing but it's just like doesn't that shit fucking hurt Oh, for sure. That's why I'm, I'm, he was either heavily, heavily under the influence of alcohol and or pills, or this is just him getting attention because of all the publicity he's getting with the family drama. Oh, my God. I mean, and what is up with him? It's, it's like he only has that one place in his home to actually take pictures. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Did you notice that, too? Yeah. It's like, don't you have like a foyer or like a mirror on your closet or something like that like why are you always taking bathroom selfies yeah and um you know what but kudos to him he's got some sick abs he does I mean I'm not gonna lie like he looks good like he looks like he's in shape he does look a little you know not right in the head but oh that tattoo killed me I know I was like here we go here we go and who knows what he's gonna come up with next oh man girl who knows So we're doing things a little different tonight. We actually have our first guest on our show. How freaking exciting. Yes. Yes. And I feel like it's the most perfect guest. With no further ado, we are introducing my sister, Maria. Welcome to the Lunchbox Chat. Hi, guys. I am so excited. I'm so excited to be doing this with you guys. I think I know. I know I am your number one fan. Oh, thank you. I really love, love, love what you guys are doing here. It's really, you guys inspire me every single week. And I mean, I've known you all my life, but 
I just want to say how proud I am of both of you. And I'm so honored to be your first guest. Yes, thank you so much. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, she's actually our second guest, right? Because Rocco was our first guest. Oh, but very you're, true. You're our first human guest. <laughs> I am honored. Yay. So the reason why we really wanted to have Maria on the podcast is because she really is such an inspiration not only to the both of us, but to a lot of women in our family. And she's been on this really exciting journey through life, like lots of ups and downs. And it's been like a really fun roller coaster. I kind of compare her life to a telenovela. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she's really broken a lot of the barriers because we grew up in this like really super traditional Italian family where the men have their roles, the roles and we were sort of brought up you know you you kind of knew what you were supposed to do as a woman in the family and I think my sister was the first one to really step up against those roles and be like no like I'm not going to fit into this I'm going to create my own path so we really wanted to have her on and just like hear her journey and have her share her experience about her life and sort of like the balls it took to really like get you out there and to sort of follow your own heart, follow your own path. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Talk about Grande Huevos. Grande Huevos. So you were the first one in our entire family to go to college, right? Yes, I, I, I was. Um, I knew, you know, when you talk about we really had a very traditional family and, um, you know, part of being in our Italian family, a lot of it has to do with respecting your elders, especially your parents. And I mean, from, from our side of the family, I am the second oldest. So, um, so there was, you know, there was a lot of pressure of, you know, really, um, not disappointing your parents because to me um I always wanted to do things the right way I never wanted to disappoint my parents always being you know respectful of them so you know th that was very um it was very difficult because um you know the traditions that everyone came here with in Italy and then coming into here into this world where your friends were doing totally the opposite of what you were being taught at home you know it was very it was very hard for me it was very hard for for me not to be able to you know um go out there and do what my friends were doing because I had to live up to these Italian traditional standards yeah, yeah. would you consider yourself kind of like the guinea pig of our family <laughs> um well you know what um I used to look at it that way. Um, and, you know, if you would have asked me this question maybe 10, 15 years ago, I probably would have said yes. But now looking at all of you, looking at my sister, um, I really look at it as, you know, doing a serve, like being of service to the younger generation in our family, because I feel like the older cousins, because we went through all of that, you guys, you know, my, I know for my sister, I can't speak for everybody, but um, I was glad that she lived a more free um, teenage life. Like you were able to to do more. You were able to explore more. You were able to do a lot of things that I didn't do. So that brings me joy. The fact that you were able to do that. So, so you know, 
you know, I look at myself as part of it being, you know what, because I went through this, I got somebody else to experience uh, a more joyful life. So that's how I look at it now as an older adult. But, you know, 15 years ago, I definitely would have said, yes, I'm the guinea pig of the family. And I, we had to go through all of these uh, things. And uh, we, we, we took all of the hits and uh, had to go through all of these um, moments that were not fun. Yeah, totally. I mean, thank God, right? I mean, I'm the younger sister, Essie. Maybe you can relate more to my sister because I feel like older siblings are always like the guinea pig child, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, especially with me and my sister, like what Maria was just um, sharing with us is like, we went through the stuff first, but Maria like totally like broke the mold for all of us because she branched out, did her own thing. And, um, you know, it, we all looked up to her because, you know, she was like not only our older cousin, but she was like our older sister, really. Yeah, you really were. I mean, you were definitely my older sister. But um, so let's go through this. So you're in high school, right? So you're senior year of high school. Did you know you always wanted to go to college? Like how how did that work? Did you always want this higher education? Did you see others and you're like, oh, I want to go to college like her? Like what was your mindset like back then? And what was the conversation that you had to have with our parents to sort of allow you at this point to go versus, you know, finding a husband or, you know, and getting married, even though I know you sort of did that at the same time, but what was your 18 year old self? Well, I mean, I, I definitely knew that um, I wanted to go to college that that was no choice. You know, that, that wasn't even a question for me. Um, and even mommy and daddy, I think that they always looked at education as a great thing. As traditional as they were, um, I really always felt that they always pushed for education. But at the same time, they they also knew that, you know, look, you're um, being in an Italian family. What you do is you you graduate, you go to school, you get married, you have children and you continue, which is which is great, you know, but um but I always, I always knew that I wanted to, um, to go to college, but my high school years were not, uh, normal ones. What do you mean? (laughs) Well, I mean, I was, you know, like when I was a sophomore in high school, um, I, I hate to say, like, I, I try to use a different term now, but, um, I was almost, I, I was arranged to be married. Right. You know, um, so here I was in high school. I was um, in 10th grade and our parents came here. I mean, in Italy, it's, it was totally, um, totally fine. It, it was totally fine. It was acceptable. And, um, you know, when I was um, in 10th grade, um, I was so flattered because, you know, mommy and daddy would say, oh, but, you know, like this guy's interested in you and this guy wants to marry you. And I was like, what? Like, who are these people? Yeah, you're like, I have to study for my English test next week, guys. Yeah, like, I was into geometry. I had the best math teacher in 10th grade. And I'm like, are you coming to me with who? (laughs) Can you imagine, Lauren, like, in 10th grade, thinking, holy shit, we're getting married next year? No, all I was thinking about in 10th grade is what am I going to wear to my sweet 16? Oh, my God. Like, I can't even imagine trying to plan a wedding in 10th grade. For real. So I, can't, can you... I can't plan a wedding now. Imagine, like, being 15 years old. I mean, in the middle of, like, finals week, right? But you know you know what was great about it, though? Um, I went to uh, an all-girls Catholic high school, 
and there was like a, you know a lot of Italian girls there. So, um, so a lot of the people that a lot of my friends kind of knew about it because they were going through the same thing, but not you know not in tenth grade, but they knew about tradition. And um, it was funny because here I am. I was in tenth grade, and our cousin uh, used to come to school with us, and she um so so i remember going in and her coming across the hall congratulating me she's like oh my god congratulations and i'm like looking at her and i'm like what are you talking about she goes well i heard that you know you promised to be married and all of my friends you know the non-italian ones <laughs> were looking at me they're like what, <laughs> what happened you know and um and then uh you know and then I'm like I'm like well thank you you know like but I wasn't present to it, right? So well, even, even at that age, how can you be? Right. So I was going through the motions because I'm like okay you know like and and look I um I respect our parents for bringing their traditions here because that's what it is that they know you know so I have no resentment towards that at all. Um, everything that they were doing was uh, from a place of love with them. Because, you know, the person that I was arranged to be married to is, I'm going to say, is a wonderful person because he's still out there. So, um, uh, so they, you know, he, wonderful family. They had good intentions. They had great intentions. Yeah, yeah for know? sure. Yeah. So, so, so now I look at it, at, you know, as like, wow, my parents really loved me. They wanted me to be with somebody that they knew would take good care of me. Right. But. In 10th grade, I was like, uh, I, okay, yeah, this happened, but it was, it was so surreal. Right. You know, like it wasn't really happening. And, um, and I did everything to sabotage it. Really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Can you, can you tell us what you're talking about? Well, okay. So you guys know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he was like the best. He was he was such a sweetheart. He really was. And um and his day off was on Mondays. So he would come down to Brooklyn and I mean he he would like just he would bring me like the most beautiful flowers and have the most wonderful words to say. But I did not want it. You know, right. I did not want it. And um and I used to work um I used to work at um clothing a store. clothing store and I used to get out at six o'clock. So the days that I knew that he was coming down, I would um, stay extra late. I would volunteer to work late oh because I know it, it was horrible. Like it was horrible, but but I didn't want it. Like I really didn't. I didn't want that. I right. didn't authentically want it. And I don't think it had anything to do with him. I think it more had to do with like you and you know there was something in you that was like this is not my path. This is not what I want. Uh, absolutely like I knew I knew from a very young age that I wanted to do different things like for me education was a priority for me like I didn't want to be the Italian housewife mm -hmm. you know that it wasn't for me yeah I, I respect everyone that is but that wasn't my path mm -hmm. that's I wasn't feeling it so um so I would do things to like you know say hey look this is not you know this is not what I what I really want and um and I tried, you know, I tried everything to not make this work, um, like doing things like that. Um, I tried to make him wrong in all, you know, so many different ways. Um, and, um, and ultimately, what 
made me not end up being together with him is me self-expressing to daddy. Right. So at the end, you ultimately took a stand for yourself. I took a stand for myself. And um, I mean, so did it get to the point where like you couldn't like be in your skin anymore? I I know I get like that. Well, I was getting physically sick. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I was always I was constantly sick. And it's funny that we're talking about this because one of our aunts um, took me to the side and she said to me, she said to me, do you really want this? Wow. And it's funny that um, and I and when she said that. I was like, wow, you know, I really don't. And it had nothing to do with him. Right. Uh, but I really didn't want it. And uh, because she saw it, like I was always, um, I always had a cold. I was always, um, my immune, you know, I, I was always constantly sick because I think that my body was just trying to tell me, hey, you know, like take a stand for yourself and um, do what you need to do. But um, so but again, I was trying to find flaws in him to bring to the table and say, hey, he's not for me. Right. And um, and I realized that, it, you know, like that, that was not um, that was not the right thing to do because he really was a great guy. So but for me to grab it's for me to have the nerve to to stand up to daddy and I never forget, and I, I remember where I was up until this day. That moment is so clear in my head. Um, we were in the basement, and um, we were sitting at the table, because the, the Italian dinner table is where it's all at. Yep. And it, yep, everything happens there. And I remember telling him, I don't want this. And I remember my father um, being upset. And he said to me, he goes, well, he goes, you don't know what you just lost. Mm. Because, yeah, because, you know, he's a really great guy. And you know how he felt about him. Yeah. You know, and um, I mean, looking back at it, I, you know, I get what it is that he was saying, but I wasn't ready. So I remember um, storming up the stairs and like slamming the door because I was so upset. I'm like, wow, my dad, you know, you know, he didn't even um, acknowledge, right, acknowledge um, my stand in this. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, that was my uh, 15 year old self, my 45 year old self is my 46 year old self. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Um, says, wow, my, my father really loved me mm-hmm. because he really wanted the best for me, mm-hmm. even in the relationship. So, um, so yeah, so that was the end of that, um, you know, that arranged marriage. And then I felt free yeah. because, and then, you know, like I went to flourish, like I, I, I was in national honors. I, I, I'm like, well, now I can, focus on my studies, you know, and, and the rest of high school for me was great, because I focused all my energy um, on studying and um, on you on things on me, on me. And that's, that's when my life worked at its best. Yeah, there's a big takeaway here for our listeners. It's like, if we look at our lives, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of us also self sabotage, right? And it's almost like looking at where we self-sabotage in life and really asking ourselves, like, why am I doing this? Like, do I really want to be in this situation? Like, does it feel authentic to me? Right? Because I feel like that's 
that's where you were at. And once you started asking yourself those questions, you got clear as to, hey, this is not good for me. And you took a stand for yourself and you created something new. I did. But at the same time, it was um, for me, I felt guilty Mm. because um, I was disappointing my parents. I felt like I was disappointing my father. Can we talk about that Italian guilt? (laughs) Seriously. Like, do you feel that way, Ed, like, growing up? Did you have that Italian guilt? All the time until this very day, I still have it. It's, like, instilled in me for some reason. I can't, like, seem to get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, like, kudos to our parents for actually knowing how to, like, guilt the children into, like, doing everything. But on the other hand, it's like, damn, they scarred us in a lot of ways. Oh, for sure. For sure. That's so funny that you bring this up because my sister and I had this exact same conversation in the beginning of the week. And we're like, at our age, how do we get, how do, how do we stop it? And the answer is you don't. (laughs) (laughs) You don't. It's it's literally there forever. (laughs) You can't. Well, well, look, um, you, um, the rest of my story, guilt ultimately won. Right. Because what, what happened next? Oh yeah. What did happen next? Right. Before if, you, if Marie, if it's okay with you, before we go on to that, I just I just have a question. Um, do you regret like standing up to your dad and like how and, and obviously not ending up with him, but do do you regret it? No. Okay, good. No. Good. No, I don't. Um I regret what maybe what happened next. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> well well what happened was um so here I was, you know, I, I was in this, this place where things were great. I didn't have a, a, a future husband anymore at the age of 16. You know, <laughs> I, I was studying. Life was wonderful. I was, uh, you know, part-time working. And then someone else comes along, right? And, um, and I never forget this. Actually, it was, I think, um, my sweet 16, so at my sweet 16, I get another, um, another inquiry about. <laughs> you are like hot commodity. I Seriously, like, good for you. Good for you. I wonder like if nowadays, I always wonder like if I were to get set up, like who would actually want my hands in marriage? I don't know. Well, well, you have to understand something. The way that we were brought up, we, everyone knew we, you know, our parents who were very respectable in, mm-hmm. you know, in our town, you know, they came here very, uh, just very good, kind hearted people. And people knew that about our family. Yeah. So, so that's why, you know, and not only me, but our, uh, our older cousins too, you know, I wasn't the only one getting marriage proposals. Because everyone knew that we were from a good family. They knew our grandparents. They knew uh, they knew the way we were raised. You know, they're like, oh, you know, like they're really good children. They have mm-hmm. great hearts. So this is why, you know, we were getting all of these, um, you know, suitors. all of these gentle, yeah, these suitors, <laughs> these <right>? callers. <laughs> we sound like a freaking prostitute service or something. I mean, it kind of sounds like Well, it. that's when my telenovela started, you know? <laughs> So at your sweet 16, you got a new gentleman suitor. So, I mean, my, my sweet 16, my sweet 16 was over and I was so happy. It was this great day, right? And I go home <laughs> from this wonderful time had and he hears, and I, and I knew my dad because I knew the face and he's like, have a seat. And, um, and I knew something was coming and he's like, well, I just want to let you know that, um, you know, there's somebody else 
that wants your hands in marriage. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Can we say that? Yeah, yes. We yes. curse all the time on this podcast. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, who now, right? And, um, and they're like, well, this person. And, and I'm like, oh, man. And I, and I just looked at my dad and I'm like, but, but dad, we just went through this, right? So a little bit of the self-expression did come up, right? And he said, well, what do you, what do you want? You know, he's like, you know, you're going you're gonna to have to get married. You have all of these people that, you know, uh, good people from good families coming here. You know, you're going to have to make a decision sooner or later. Right. So so that was that. And then he's like, well, you know, the first guy still wants your hand in marriage, you know, and then there's this guy here, you know, so I almost felt like I needed to choose. Right. You know, because again, the guilt, like I was getting the guilt, like, like the guilt got to me. Like you have to get married. Like I have to get married. I'm like, oh my God, I need to, you know, like I, pleasing my parents. Right. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I chose bachelor number two. <laughs> he got the rose. He got the rose for sure. So, you know, so, so here I am and, and it's like, okay. And this, the, the process started again, but the thing with this is um, it was different. It was a little bit different. It wasn't, um, I mean, we really didn't start, uh, I, I don't mean, it's not even called dating or talking to each other till about a year later. Mm-hmm. So I was probably like 17 now as opposed to 14. <laughs> right. You were a little more mature. Right. So mature for your age. So mature. And um, so it was a little bit different. You know, uh, we started talking and we started getting to know each other over the phone and um, you eventually got married and we got married. Yeah, absolutely. But um, but again, deep within myself, I I wanted to go to college. Right. And that was that was like there was no um, uh, I wasn't giving that up. You know, that was the one thing I wasn't giving up. And um, so the person that I did marry, you know, he um, he supported me in that. And I thank I, I, you know, up until recently, I really thanked him for that because, you know, my parents, uh, even though they were big um, supporters of education, they're like, well, if you get married, do you still want to go to college? And um, and he was like on my team. He was like, yeah, you know, like she should go to college. It's what she loves to do. Like, let her go. Um, so I ended up going to college, you know, um, you know, mommy and daddy wanted me to go anyway. And, um, so yeah, so I went and I got my degree in teaching, but I didn't want to be in teaching. (laughs) Oh, Uh, I didn't know this. Oh yeah. Again, again, it's like, I always did everything out of consideration of what everyone told me that my life was supposed to be as opposed to what it is that I truly wanted which was what I wanted to go into the finance yeah like I loved the world of finance like if um you know if I had to do things my way I don't know I probably would have been like an investor on Wall Street or something like never too late (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, I could totally see that for you. I know, like for me, um, I was looking into accounting. I, I just love numbers. I love, you know me, I love finances. I, I love that world, that, that business world. Um, so that's probably, you know, what I would have, what I would have done. But 
everyone was like, well, you're going to get married. You're going to have kids. So what did I do? I went for the um, occupation that would probably be the best for a married woman. Mm. You know, okay, I'll go into teaching. I'll have my summers off. You know, um, it, it would be the best. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I loved, um, I loved the teaching world. Um, I was doing, um, you know, in, in high school, we were doing community service. So I was working at a, a school um, in a first grade class and I, and I loved it, you know? So I'm like, well, you know what? Th- this, this sounds great, but was it really my passion? Was I really passionate about it? No, absolutely not. I wasn't a hundred percent passionate about it. Um, I did it more because that would have been practical. Right. So, so now you're, you're in college, you're married and you're now you're sort of living this semi-traditional lifestyle. And you said before, like, you never really wanted to be the housewife, but now you're put into this housewife role. And I mean, I remember being seven years old and not knowing anything about housewives or marriage or really anything like that. But I remember seeing you in this like really pretty house and like cooking these dinners. And I'm like, this girl does not, this role is not for this girl, right? I hated it. Yeah. (laughs) I hated it. I was miserable. I did not. That's not what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. Um, at all. I did not want to be married. <laughs> I did not want to be a housewife. I did not. Um, but um, that's what I was supposed to do. Right. Because, you know, when, you know, you're, you're, you're an Italian girl, you you, your parents raise you well. You, they teach you how to cook, how to clean, how to be the perfect housewife. And I was fulfilling my obligation to my parents um, in the traditional way of what it is that I needed to do. So that's what made me a little bit happy. But deep down inside of me, I was miserable. Wow. So it was all, it was almost all like a, it was a front for me, you know, mm-hmm. like pleasing others. Um yeah. Or um, looking good for my parents, mm-hmm. looking good for, hey, mom, dad, look, you know, this is, this is who you wanted me to be, right? Look, here I am. But at the same time, there was this other person deep within inside of me that um, didn't want it. And ultimately, I, I truly believe that ultimately, I mean, there were other factors of why I got divorced, but I, you know, taking responsibility for myself in why I ended up divorced. I truly believe that um, my marriage did not work out because I didn't want it, ultimately. Wow. Wow, that's so deep. Yeah, I, I was just going to ask you if you could, like, explore a little on that. Like, if you're saying deep within yourself that you, you knew. So did you, at one point, was there love even there to begin with? Or was that something you were just going through, like, the cycle of, all right, this is what I have to do? You mean love for my then husband? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I, um, I don't think there was authentic love. Okay. I think that, um, you know, I loved him the way I would love any other human being, you know, just for him being human. But there wasn't that um, connection of love. Yeah, like this is the love of my life. Like I'm in love with him. Right. Uh, no, that, that was not there. 
at all. You know, um, and I also, you know, look, I was young. I was 21 years old. Wow. You know, and here, you know, he was showing me this, this world, this different world out there. So like, I kind of loved him for that too. Like, wow, you took me out of this world that, um, you know, I I don't want to say that, you know, I was captive, but I was very restricted you know, living in my parents' house, you know? Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden I'm married and we're traveling and we're going places and we're, you know, exploring different things. So I think for me, um, you know, that turned into, okay, like this is what I love about it. But was it true love for him? Uh, you know, it wasn't. And right. if that person's listening to this, I, you know, I'm not, I just um yeah you you loved him but you weren't in love in love right, right. I was not in love right 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 because I got to experience that later in a different relationship right so yeah. if, if you can say like what is your biggest lesson from your marriage what do you think it would be my biggest lesson is if you are not your true self a hundred percent if you are not being who it is that you are, then um, nothing in life will work. Mm. Like, you know, you really need to be authentic. You really need to be true to self. And if you find things, you know, like finding um, all of these things in my marriage, like I wasn't being, uh, it wasn't me, you know, it wasn't me and, um, um, and expressing that to everybody, especially those around you. Um, I really wish I would have had conversations with my then husband. I really wish I would have had conversations with, you know, mom and dad about it Um, because no one should ever feel like they're going through life, um, you know, not being their true self because of the, you know, either to please others or because they feel that they need to live a certain kind of life. So being 100% transparent in what it is that you feel, be your true self, and, you know, life will work. Oh, I love all these little gems today. Yes, this is great. I, this is like the best advice ever. Yeah, it really is. So, okay, so now you're divorced, and you've moved back to Brooklyn to live in mom and daddy's house, and you're somewhat substitute teaching, you're not really substitute teaching, but um, so now what's next? Because I know a really big thing comes up in your life right now. So tell us how you transition from being a divorcee, single in Brooklyn, sort of substitute teaching, not knowing like what you want to do to becoming a business owner at the age of 26 years old. How did you make that transition? Well, first of all, me being back in Brooklyn was a result of another guilt. oh man full circle guys full circle no but seriously like this guilt i mean look parental guilt is real people it's so real like i mean it's run my a lot most of my life so so here i was in new jersey by the way i love new jersey and you know that and i was living um i was working part-time at a hotel and i met some really great people there and i really wanted 
to live out on my own because now hey I'm divorced you know I don't have to be in the house like it was okay right like I now I'm like okay now I'm gonna start exploring my life which by the way I love the hotel industry I love the hospitality industry too um so and I met some really great people and there was this one girl that I was working with and we were going to get an apartment together and I never forget never forget my mom saying to me you're moving back to Brooklyn, right? And I said, no, I said, I'm going to get an apartment on my own. And she, you know, so, so then daddy was like, you do realize that you're going to make your mother sick. Oh if boy. You, if you don't move back to Brooklyn. And how old are you at this point? Uh, 24. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm going to make her sick. He goes, well, you need to move back because she's constantly going to be worrying about you. So what do I do? I move back. And um, so here I am, I'm back to square one, you know, and I'm like, okay, but at least I was married. So I moved upstairs. Oh, I moved here. This is where I was. We are live in my kitchen <laughs> again, guys. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I moved back and, um, you know, and I'm like, okay, great. Now I'm going to go out. I'm going to go clubbing. Right. So I start going out and living life a little bit. And there's my mother at 2 a.m. by the window waiting for me. Now, here I am, married, divorced, back in the house, and she's still waiting for me. Now, I felt so bad. I'm like, well, why are you waiting up for me? She goes, oh, well, I can't go to sleep unless you're home. Oh, my God. Right? So here I am. I'm back in the house, and I'm like, you know what? I, I can't live like this. I can't live like this again. I need to, I need to, to move out. I need to do my own thing. And, uh, oh, and then my mother also said, well, you're going to move back to Brooklyn, and you're going to go and teach because you have a teaching degree. And all will be well. We'll all live in the same house happily ever after, right? The end. And it just wasn't working for me. Mm. Again, it's not what I wanted to do, you know? And um, so so what I did was I, I started exploring and I started just, um, you know, doing my own thing. I know I wanted my own house. I know I wanted to be able to afford things on my own. You know, I didn't want to be living under my parents' roof. You know, my teaching salary was definitely not going to get me uh, my own house, um, you know, at least in the beginning. Um, so I knew that I needed to do, you know, something different. And um, so, you know, life, when you put things out there into the universe, I do believe that because I wanted it so much, life presented me with an opportunity. Yeah, I believe that too. And um so the opportunity for me to buy a business came along and, and there I was, you know, um, I had a lot of, you know, a lot of decisions that I needed to make. There was a lot of support around me. So, you know, for those of you that don't know my entire story, um, my uncle, Hey. Um, you know, my uncles helped me, helped me um, truly to get um, my restaurant. Yeah. And my parent, with the help of my parents, and you, you guys know the whole story. Maybe that's another podcast. Yeah, that's another podcast. You know, and um, and I really, um, I've, I've been in the restaurant business for twenty years because ever since then, and I and I and I love it. You know, I I loved my life for the past twenty years, but that's the first thing that I did that I truly loved wow Aww. yeah 
Yeah. And I feel like that's why you're 20 years in and it's worked for you so well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there, there were people that told me I wouldn't last three months. There were people that told me, oh, well, you can never be a teacher or you can never be this. You can never be that. So the things that I truly did want to do with, you know, within myself, I was um, very successful at. Yeah. And the things that I truly did not want to do um, didn't happen for me, failed for me. Right. So that's 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 my big takeaway in life. Even now, you know, at 46 years old, it's like, OK, because now you, you guys know I'm going through a lot. A, tra- a, tra- a new transition. <laughs> and what, yes, is what I like to call Maria's transitioning. I am because you know what? Like now it's it's like I'm really looking for what's next for me in life. Right. You know, life is never going to be that picture that you have it, you know, life just happens. You got to get present to every single moment. So what I thought my life would be at 46 when I was 26 is not it at all. Right. And um, so now it's like, okay, well, what do I create next? Right. And that's where I'm at. Right. Well, if you could go back and do something different or is there anything you would go back and do something different? I would do a lot of things different. Um, and I think, I think what I would do different would start at the age of 14. Like, yeah, go back to that moment where, Hey, you know, this guy wants you and me saying, absolutely not. I'm not ready for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that if I would have been that way, um, at that age, I think that all of my choices afterwards would would have been different and um my life would have i would have created the life that i truly wanted right but at the same time you wouldn't be where you are today i wouldn't be um i don't regret anything um i don't regret anything that i uh that i did in life i think that um you go through life because you're supposed to learn these i was supposed to learn these lessons and um I'm very grateful for what, you know, for where I'm at right now. Um, I would make changes knowing what I know now, but I don't regret anything. Right. You'd make smarter choices. I would make smarter choices. Absolutely. 100%. Amazing. Oh, yay. That's amazing. Yeah. What a story. I feel like there's so much more, but it's not enough for just one podcast. So we have to have you on another podcast. Yes, part two. (laughs) Yeah, part two, because you have a lot of like little gems to give to our listeners, I feel, because you have a lot of life experience. And not only, I feel like we touched upon a little, but I feel like you have so much relationship advice because you've really been through it all. And we'd love to have you back on for sure. Oh, I would love to be back with you guys. Yeah, there's a lot of little details within these stories. (laughs) Yes. No, I really think like everything you sharing with us, like even for our listeners or even myself and Laura, like to imagine at 14 to try to have your shit together at 14. No way. I can't even get my shit together at the age I'm in now, let alone at 14. Like, that's amazing. And kudos to you for, you know, sticking through it and like essentially like just following your heart because it led you to where you are right now. Yeah, I think that was the biggest takeaway for me, too. It's like you finally found your voice and you finally stood up for yourself. And I think that's what I know I look up to you for, because it's almost like you broke like 
you broke the mold almost. And like, that's who I saw you as always like standing up for what you wanted. And even though probably in your life, like you were very fearful of doing that, like you, you appeared very bold from the outside, because you actually, you didn't stand for what was given to you, you actually created what you wanted, you know? So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yes, thanks for coming on. And I can't wait for you to come back on again. We would be more than happy to have you on. Oh, I would love to come back. You yeah. guys are awesome. And this has been a great experience. I love I love seeing the behind the scenes. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> Let's take some pictures because it's pretty funny, like how we're set up right now. Why? What's up? I mean, like our phones elevated on a box, like there's a skeleton <laughs> candle that's lit. I mean, it's pretty funny. It's kind of cool. And I can't wait to listen to it tomorrow on my drive to work. Yes, know? yes. So thank you for sharing your transition. I love it. And I can't wait to hear the next part of your transition on the next time you're on. But um, I think we're good, Laura, right? We are good. That's all we have this week for you guys. Thank you so much for listening in. We really, really appreciate all of you and we really love you. Yes. Oh, wait, no, Ed, we have, we actually have to do our gratitude list. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot. Okay. So this is going to be, maybe we can do like one thing we're really grateful for this week. All right. Um, if it's okay with you, I would like to say I'm super, super grateful for your sister to come on and be our first guest. Oh, I love that. Yes. Oh, thank you, Ash. I love you. Love you too. No, thank you for thank you so much. Like it really means a lot to us. And I, I literally can't wait for you to now be a part of like how it is on the other side and you're gonna get to hear all our, you know, reviews and the feedback and you you're gonna love it, trust me. Yes, I already do. Yes. And this week I am super grateful for our big Italian family because, you know, even though through the years, through the days we fight, we bicker, there's so much love at the end of the day and we learn so much from each other. And I'm so grateful to come from both sides, just really incredible people. So I love all of you. How about you, Maria? You can get in on this gratitude list. Well, I mean, today I am... Uh, grateful for the lunchbox chats. Woo! Yay! Because you guys, um, you really, I, I don't know if you guys really um, realize that, especially when I listen to you guys, I get something for myself. And one of your podcasts, um, I was going through something that day and I was listening to you guys and you inspired me. So you really are changing lives out there. And I want you guys to get that. And you, uh, you definitely are changing my life. And you're definitely a positive thing in my life. So when I listen to you guys in the morning, it really sets a great tone to my week. Because I listen to you on Monday mornings. Yeah. So I am so grateful for Laura and Esty and the Lunchbox Chat. Oh, thank you so much. I'm seriously getting teary-eyed over here. Thank you. That really means so much to both of us. It really does. I love you guys. Love you too. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, guys, as you, as Maria said, you can catch us every Monday here on the Lunchbox Chats. Follow us on Spotify and on our Instagram page. At Lunchbox Chats. Yes. Did I get it right? You did. I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Until next episode, guys. Take care. Love out there. Love you. Bye. Bye.